Hi, welcome back to our view. We have all kinds of great info and tips for you. Guess where we were? Fantasy Fest in Key West. Yep, and we've been on the road for three weeks, so we'll tell you all about all the places we visited and our 10-day stay in Key West. Welcome to Our View with your hosts, George and Lisa Hernandez. Each week, listen in as George and Lisa talk about their RV and travel adventures all around the world. George and Lisa travel in their 40-foot Class A Tiffin motor coach and tow their Jeep Wrangler, always looking for fun and adventure. Welcome back to Our View. I'm Lisa Richard Hernandez. And I'm George Hernandez. And today we have so many things to talk to you about. The main highlight of our show is going to be all about our trip to Fantasy Fest. This is our first year we went for the whole entire 10 days. And it was amazing. We had a great time. Unbelievable. Yes. It was so much fun. We can't wait to tell you every single little detail well we can't tell you every detail but uh here we go. what stays in what happens in fantasy fest stays in fantasy fest but we're going to give you what we can tell you from there right yes we may do a separate <laughs> podcast for the other stuff <laughs> so let's just start by saying that we've been on the road for three weeks we headed down to um keep the coach down in hilton head so we picked it up the coach there and it was a lot of planning because we had events to do at Hilton Head Island Motor Coach Resort for View Properties, my real estate brokerage. So we had to be packed and prepared for that. And then we had to be packed and prepared for 10 days of costumes at Fantasy Fest. And then we also stopped to see George's parents down in Pembroke Pines, Florida. And um, we stayed at CB Smith Park there. And so let's just start by kind of how we we start. We stopped at Hilton Head, unloaded and loaded. Yeah, we ended up having to take our covered trailer, 12-foot trailer, because we had so much stuff. We had to prep for Owner's Week in Hilton Head, so we had to pack for that. We had to pack for Fantasy Fest, and we wanted to bring some stuff down to my parents' house. So we tried to fit it all in the Jeep. That didn't work. I tried to add the luggage rack. That didn't work. So finally, I just said, hey, we got this trailer. Let's just load it up. A little bit of overkill, but it actually worked out great. And that's one of the benefits of being an owner at Hilton Head Island Motor Coach Resort because that's where we keep our coach. And um, if we, if you don't remember, if you haven't listened to our other podcasts, we live in Charleston, South Carolina, which is about two hours uh, north of Hilton Head Island. So it's kind of our like little getaway, easy place to just go down. And so we keep our coach there full time now. And when we're ready to go on a trip, we always have to go out of Hilton Head. So... Being able to keep our 12-foot trailer stored there for the three weeks while we were on the road was a huge benefit to being an owner. Absolutely. Plus, we can keep it plugged in, which helps. We can keep the refrigerator running. We don't have to... Oh, you're talking about the coach. I'm talking about just being able to park our trailer, too. Yeah, everything. We can yeah, keep the trailer. Yes. We can keep the coach. It, was, it actually worked out very nicely. Yes. So we headed down to C.B. Smith Park, which is in Pembroke Pines, Florida, and it's outside... It's about, what, 45 minutes outside Miami, depending on what time of day you take traffic. Yeah, it's anywhere between 45 and six hours because <laughs> <my, laughs> yeah, Miami traffic. Yes. I'm not trying to be funny. It is Miami traffic. I know. It's so true. It's so true. Um, but we've talked about C.B. Smith Park before, and we'll talk about them again because every time I go there, I'm thoroughly impressed with their operation. It's very clean. It's very organized. We've never had a problem and it's it's I think the location is fantastic too. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. Like, okay, so his his parents live in um Century Village, which is a huge like retirement community there. But C B Smith Park is it's a county park, I believe. Yes, it's a and, ca- Broward County. I mean, there's a hospital right across the street. The mall is right next door. There's like a million restaurants. It's like it's I think thirty minutes from the Seminole Casino, the hard rock. It's what I like about it. It's close to Hollywood, Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Miami area. So it, it's always keep saying it. It's just a great location. Yeah. It, and the park itself, <laughs> well, it's got all set up for COVID testing right now, um, which Florida makes COVID testing so simple, which is awesome. But they have a water park there. They have tennis. They have trails they got a lake there with tubing water skiing wakeboarding 
They've got uh, batting cages. They've got all kinds of stuff. So if you're just like looking for a place to stay in Florida, that's central to those locations. And we have a, you know, 40 foot coach towing a Jeep. So you can't always get in everywhere really easily. And it's also like very reasonably priced. So yeah, the pricing is awesome. It's like 50 I also, bucks a night or something. It's conveniently located to 95, 75 and uh, Florida Turnpike, which might be 75. I'm not sure, but it's literally less than five miles. That's probably too far. So it took us about what, eight or nine hours to drive there from Hilton Head? To get down there, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we had a great visit with George's parents and we're happy to say that I think they're doing a lot better. His mom is still in the nursing home, but we got her moved over this week to a nursing home that is um, speaks mostly, it's a Cuban, majority of the people in there are Cuban, right? Yeah, the majority are Hispanic. Yes, so they're Spanish-speaking. So where she's at now, Regents is a nice little place, but... There's only one person that speaks yeah, Spanish. There's only one person that speaks Spanish. So um, it's, and it's great. At the other place is closer to my dad. And, you know, he's 84. He doesn't need to drive 35 plus minutes every day to go see her. Yeah. So we, we, we had a, we had a good, good time there. Great visit. And then it was time to head down to Boyd's campground, which took us about four hours. It was almost exactly four hours from Pembroke Pines to the door at Boyd's. It was a nice, easy drive. Luckily, we didn't hit any traffic. Um, I will say, I don't know what it is about owning an RV. Maybe you guys out there that own RVs have had the same experience. But why does everybody that cuts in front of you decide to slow down drastically below the speed limit? (laughs) It's unbelievable. Especially driving on that one road into Key West yes. is like, there is somebody going like 39 miles an hour. So it's like, we're almost there, but... And the funny part to me is, I know everybody behind me can't see the car in front of me because we're so big. And I know they're thinking, this, this RV, I can't wait to pass so him. Slow. Yeah, and then there's this little, you know... <laughs> and like then they see that little car. Some kind of Honda Civic driving with somebody. All right, slow. but let's not... Let that get us down. Let's no, start because it's a beautiful the- ride to the Keys, through the Keys. So Boyd's, we've talked about Boyd's in the past. We've been there before. We can't say enough about how much uh, we just... We love Boyd's. Enjoy it. Well, it's a great location. It's the closest to Duval Street you're going to get um, to downtown. For an RV park. For an yes. RV park. And we love uh, all the little places on Stock Island. Yeah, th- this is our third trip down there or fourth? Fourth. We've uh, done two Fantasy Fests and then we've gone down two separate times for other uh, random a things. birthday and one time just for vacation. So our fourth time, all four times we've stayed at Boyd's, all four times have been fantastic experiences. The people that stay there are awesome. The people that run Boyd's, fantastic. Kudos, I can't say enough about them. We love Boyd's. George's favorite word is fantastic. Fantastic. New drinking game yes. whenever George so says fantastic. Every time George says fantastic in this podcast, please. You have to have a shot. Yeah, there you or go. Or drink or yes. sip. Yeah, well, then they won't even remember the end of our podcast by the time they're done but with that your would fantastic. Be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so we also have our very favorite little cuban food truck there that we have to give a shout out Uh, to the luna yes the very first day we got there was it a month no it was i guess it was thursday wow we got there on a thursday Thursday it was thursday and it was like after they closed because they're open from like really early in the morning until like two or three o'clock in the afternoon so it was breakfast and lunch oh and we got there there we just missed it so george didn't get his cuban fix the first day but no worries we ate there Every other day after that. Yes, we made up for it big time. Yes. We even uh, hired them to cook us a, uh, well, not cook us, prepare a lunch for how many people? 10 people? Yeah, for, for the And we'll touch on that later day. when yeah, we went we'll out on the boat. That. If you don't know where Stock Island is, it's just right off of basically Key West. And uh, I think it's about a 10-minute drive to Duval Street, 15 minutes. It is five miles from Boyd's door to Duval Street. Okay. So, so and um, I don't know what's going on, but 
Ubers were Super. Johnny on the spot. So easy to get. We could barely even get out of the coach in time when there was an Uber there. Now, Fantasy Fest is a really busy time, and they're usually booked up. So if you want to go to Key West for Fantasy Fest in your RV, definitely start planning right now. Yes, I said right now for next year. Because we already, we already we've already booked ours and had to put a deposit down um, because they are booked up the whole time. Uh, the smaller your coach, or they even have tent sites at Boyd's, which to be honest, like October is not a bad month to be staying in a tent. They have really nice bathrooms and everything. And the, the tent sites that are like right on the water. So the, the wouldn't be horrible. Are, the tent sites are probably the best sites because they are on the water. Yeah. Um, well, or it could be the worst site if it's really cold and windy. Yeah. But um, they have 200 RV, approximately 200 RV lots ranging in sizes and approximately 50 tent sites. Their bathrooms are spotless. The pool is heated and chilled, I believe, in the summer. They have a very convenient store there if you need anything for your RV, for supplies, clothing, food. They, they have it there. And if they don't have it, there's plenty of places very nearby to get whatever you need. And there's a security guard out there 24-7, like looking out the front. So, so some of our favorite things on Stock Island, let's just start there before we dive right into all the crazy all the things and bad stuff. But on Stock Island, some cool things that we found, We um, this time we took our bikes out. And we went to our very favorite place, which is called Rustica. And no, it's the Luna. Okay. Shout out to Christy and Stevie. <laughs> Steven. Okay. Our second favorite place to the Cuban food truck is, is Rustica. And that's only because the Cuban food truck is closed at nighttime. Yes. If it was open 24 hours a day, just during that week, they could probably make their, <laughs> their quota for the month just with me. Okay. Let me just say this, though. From a planning perspective, um, I used to overpack. Like, if you really, really love to cook in your RV and like get everything out and make all that, and you want to do that, that's that's on you. That's fine. But you could truly, which I did this time, go to Boyd's and literally not bring any groceries at all. I mean, I brought some snacks. Of course, we brought drinks, but. We could get anything we wanted for breakfast at the food truck from omelets to sandwiches and they had lunches. So like whatever we were hungry for when we woke up, we could even order it online on our phone and just go pick it up from the food truck. Or if we were really lazy, they would deliver it probably for us because they, they do, do deliver. deliver. They deliver. And we were like three RVs away from them, but they would have delivered. Yes. But you could get whatever you want. And that was the beauty of it. We could get pizza. We, could, I mean, whatever you uh, want. You pizza at Boyd's no but nearby I said oh at, at, at Rustica. Rustica oh right like within five minutes like two minutes from we rode our bikes there yeah we rode our bikes to Rustica so we went there our favorite thing to do is go there for happy hour they have Monday through Friday Monday through Saturday happy hour I think from four to six and they have like five dollar appetizers so we got like a whole pizza for five dollars um, bruschetta, which was delicious for $5. They had uh, mozzarella sticks. They had um, wings for $5. And then it was like $4 well drinks, $4 draft beers, and like $7 wine. And they have a, it looks like a pretty extensive wine selection too. So yeah, um, yeah. just their Italian food is also excellent. I mean, some of the best pizza I've ever had. Yeah, uh, I was reading a little bit about them because I wanted to, get informed and they make their own dough and it's a family uh, recipe. They don't stray from it. They use a very specific tomato for their sauce. It's, I mean, it is home cooked Italian food. Yeah. So put it this way. We, our friends, uh, Chris and Paul Ann met us and we said, Hey, meet us at Rustica. They were staying at the Perry hotel, which is also on stock Island, which we'll talk about in a second. And I said, um, well, why don't you just meet us at Rustica? We'll have a drink and an appetizer there. And then after we saw them, they went to Rustica four more times during the week while they were there because they loved it so much. So highly recommend that place. They have outdoor seating and indoor seating. Service was very good. They have a very nice bar. If you're like Lisa and I, sometimes we just 
prefer to sit at the bar and enjoy I love it. to sit at the bar when we go places, especially when we're traveling, because I feel like we get a chance to talk to the bartenders and get to know more about the locals. And, and, and the people that are at the bar. Yeah. It's, it's a little more inviting than sitting at a table. Yeah, I agree. So then where else did we go? Oh, then we rode. So this was the very first time we've been to the Perry Hotel, which we didn't even know was on Stock Island before. And uh, we were we decided the first night to just head over there and just sort of check it out because that's where the rubber ducky party was going to be. And they had, it was a cool night when we got there and they have this really nice, like two really nice pools actually outside. It's on the Marina. The hotel is really beautiful. Uh, Chris and Paul Ann let us see their room and you could like walk right out to the pool from their room and um, they have an outdoor bar an indoor bar. We had breakfast there one day. Yeah, breakfast was very nice. Um, the whole hotel was very nice. They have uh, three restaurants there. They have Matt's Stock Island Kitchen, the Salty Oyster, and Sloppy Joe's. I think Sloppy Joe's just opened up. Yeah. So now they have two pools because uh, one of the pools is, is only for hotel guests and the other one's for people in the marina. For the marina, yeah. Yes. And yep. they had the rubber ducky party at the marina pool. Yes. And that was a lot of fun. We'll talk about that too. A lot of stuff to talk about. I know. Well, should we talk on the rubber ducky party while we're while we're talking about that? That was our first. Well, let me let me just give the Perry Hotel a little plug, I guess. Um, they do provide a lot of stuff. They do have if you st- if you're a guest at the hotel, they provide a shuttle that runs from the Perry Hotel to A and B Marina. A and B Lobster. Uh, no, A and B Marina. Okay, that's well, the, that's the whole where area. Is that's A&B, where A and B Lobster is. Okay, um, and it's a free shuttle, and if you can also get Uber, you can get other stuff. But um, I thought that was really cool because there's a lot of drinking going on during Fantasy Fest. Well, typically any night down there. Yeah, so, Key West in general is like so that. So to have a shuttle, I think that's that's really nice. Yeah, definitely. And we had breakfast there one day. It was excellent. I think that was at Matt's Kitchen. And then we had a Sloppy Joe at Sloppy Joe's. And that was very good. Oh, for Sloppy Joe. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> now that I think about it, ironically, I've never had a Sloppy Joe at Sloppy Joe's except for this trip. <laughs> I know. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Ding, ding, ding. First. <laughs> All right. Yep. Um, so the, the let's go to the rubber ducky party. Okay. So that was our first year doing the rubber ducky party. I don't know if it's, I don't know how long it's been going on or if it's new, but um, it was a rubber ducky themed pool party. It rained that day, so it was a little bit of a damper on it. I feel like it would have been a bigger crowd if... I think it would have been much bigger crowd. Yeah, if the weather wasn't so iffy. But we decided what the heck we're going to go anyways because we just... It was on Monday and we really wanted to to check it out. We thought it would be fun. So we had all of our rubber ducky attire George had gotten some rubber ducky swim trunks, which I think like half of the other men there had shopped on the same Amazon site for. Yeah. So they're all matching. Amazon made a killing. Yeah. So I had some rubber ducky earrings and I got a rubber ducky sarong and a rubber ducky tank top. Um, when we got home from our trip, my rubber ducky bathing suit was in the mail. So <laughs> we missed that. But it was really fun. People had all kinds of crazy outfits on. Um, everything sort of like yellow duck yellow ducky thing yeah it was a lot of fun they had a dj there um they had a the tequila vendor set up yeah Um, they were giving away free samples the only thing i can say about that is there was not enough servers and that was was, a little uh, bit disappointing i was just gonna touch on that i'll say i guess a lot of places are having problems finding servers but they could have planned a lot better. I mean, oh they, my god, if you would have given me a tray, servers. I could have made five hundred bucks that day. Easy, easy I could have probably made five hundred. Easy bucks. money. So I think it would have been possible for us to actually pack our own beverages in our in our bag and 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 make, brought our own drinks, um, as opposed to buying them there. Yeah, and that, was, that probably that, would have been the way to go. So there's a little tip on that. If you're going to the rubber ducky party, bring your beach bag and throw in a bottle of whatever you want to drink. Because yeah, just really didn't have um, much luck at all with the service then. Hopefully next year things will be a little maybe we'll be back to normal a little bit more. But um, but that was definitely a downer. It took what would you say a half hour to get a drink? Oh, at least longer than that. Yeah, I think we had two drinks while we were there because we couldn't get any more. When we did actually bring our drink cups, our rubber ducky drink cups. Yeah, 
So, so that, that was a little bit of a downer, but yeah, a lot a, of fun overall. Yes. We 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 got there on Thursday. We chilled out Thursday night, went to Rustica, like we said. Oh gosh, no, we didn't chill out Thursday night. After we went to Rustica, we rode over to the Perry Hotel, had a drink, and just to, to get the lay of the land and it's a great place to like just sit out like kind of at sunset and stuff. It's very pretty. And then we said we're riding our bikes back and I was like, why don't we stop by Hogfish for one last drink? Well, we turned in. Famous last words. Yeah, famous last words. So we turned in and we see this little shack on the right and I thought, oh, there's Hogfish. Well, no, it was a new place called the Absinthe House. And... It's, what a gold mine we found. Oh, it's like... It was so cool. It's like a little hidden gem. So it had only been open for three days when we got there. And we sort of started walking up like, whoops, this isn't hogfish. What is this place? And everything, all the lights are green. So if you're not familiar with absinthe, absinthe is a liquor that I guess... I don't know, was the 1800s or a yeah. long time ago. Back in the day, it had hallucinogens in it. Yeah, and they used to say, you know, it makes you hallucinate and everything. One of our favorite shows in Las Vegas is called Absinthe. And um, so th- it, there's a lot of like history behind the liquor. Well, the man that owns it is a fifth generation moonshiner. And I feel like we could just call him and do our own podcast just about his I was actually moonshining. thinking of calling him up and see if he would be interested in doing an interview because he was pretty, he was he very was interesting. He so interesting. His name's so, Jim. I don't know his last name. Was it Jim? Yeah. Remember? Because we were like, oh, we won't forget that one. Okay. So they have, he has like all the, everything is like remade, like replicas of like the actual things that they, the water, like, I don't know what they're called, a can container that the water decanter, I think decanter. So the way you drink absinthe and he had it all proper. He had even had it down to these little saucers that were French. And he explained to us everything where like he brought the, the cup and the cup was like almost like a glass sort of coffee cup with a little handle um, and a, a small stem. And then it was on a little, like a like a saucer like a saucer and so back in the day he said these saucers were like how many drinks you had so at the end of the night you paid by the number of saucers that you had on your table um and they have places like that now like in europe that you can get sushi and you pick your sushi off this like revolving cart and at the end of the day you pay for the number of plates you have so very similar and so he brings it over and explains all that explains about how he's made this 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 moonshine will absinthe so you put it the the absinthe he pours the absinthe in the cup and then it's about you know a shot and then there's a special spoon that sits on top of the cup and you put a cube of sugar on that and then the water drips like onto the ice onto the sugar cube and melts the sugar into the absinthe cup and then, which then goes from like a clear green liquid to this cloudy, milky green—not milky, but cloudy, cloudy green, green liquid—and liquid. that's what's supposed to activate the craziness, hallucinogens or whatever. The truth of it is, it tastes like black licorice. Yummy! Um, if you like good and plenties, you would love absinthe. I personally can't stand black licorice, but the presentation it was like. You would be an asshole if you didn't drink one. <laughs> it was so good. And I ended up drinking five of them. Uh, so he told us that if if uh, Hemingway said, used to drink seven, and there's something about, I can't remember. I said, am I, are you supposed to sip it or are you supposed to drink it fast? And he said, Hemingway said, you should drink six in rapid succession. Yes. And then the seventh brings out the green fairy. That's what it is. That's why everything, all the lights were green. Yes. Yes. That was the, the the myth back in the day. We definitely need to have him on a podcast. Yeah, it, it, I really feel like he could talk about that just absolutely. one place for that long. Well, I can't remember how many we had. Oh, then they did the smoked bourbon drink. Oh, that uh, was so Smoked Old Fashioned, which was um, like a piece of wood basically on there. And he smoked it. And so all of the liquors his family made. Um, and they're really cool. And you, it's called the Absinthe House. 
They don't have their website up yet, but I do know they have a Facebook page. You can check out their Facebook page for more details. It was a cool little place to stop. Yes, and if Uh, you're in Key West on Stock Island, or even if you're in Key West, it's worth the drive to Absinthe House. It, it was. It's just so cool. And if you happen to go, just let them know that George and Lisa from the <laughs> podcast talked you into it. it it's. I, I really want to promote this guy because it, it, it is just such a cool concept, I so guess. So while we're sitting in the Absinthe House, it was. this is like the vibe that I love about Key West. So we're sitting there and there's a young couple sitting next to us. Um, at, well, first we sat like over in a, another chair where he set up all that for two. table for two. And then we wanted to like sit at the bar because that's where we like to, you know, we talked earlier about liking to be there and part of the action. And the couple next to us, um, they were a young couple. I would say is like, I think he was like 27 or something. And uh, I, we just got to chatting and he, it turns out he is a legitimate treasure hunter and i think that's just so freaking cool like oh my god like for real and he explained his life and he had gone to the merchant marines he was a diver and he got hired to work on this ship to dive for treasure and i guess there's apparently a lot of treasure hunters in key west but he was a real live one and i just thought that was so cool especially having like a bunch of college age kids right now like trying to figure out what they want to be when they grow up and I'm like, well, none of them have ever said they want to be a treasure hunter, but that's a really cool job. And he was talking about how they found this coin that was worth $100,000. And and then the guy on the other side of us we met, he we started chatting with him, and he owns these overnight stay floating, floating bungalows. like bungalows that are out in the Keys. And they take you out there, and you basically kind of sleep out in this bungalow on the water. Yeah, we looked it up and they were really cool. Yeah, like I've heard like sort of mixed reviews about them. I mean, it is what it is. It's a little bit more rustic, I think, than people actually think it's going to be. But yes, once they um, drop you off, you're you're out there. All by yourself. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of cool. But I don't remember the name of that. We'll have to look it up sometime. I don't remember too much after the absence. Yeah, you could probably Google that. But uh, yeah, George, it was a difficult uh, two block bike ride home from Boyd's campground. (laughs) Next time we'll walk. I was set. Uh. <laughs> yes george did not do a very good job riding his bicycle fell down looked like a murder scene in our coach the next morning because he had cut his toe and cut his finger and blood all over the place okay now i'll tell you my side of the story <laughs> right i did not fall i was doing perfectly fine on my bike before lisa threw her bike in <laughs> front of me <laughs> yeah that me did not over. happen so yeah. <laughs> uh, and and let me just say this. No. I'll I'll say this right now because you're gonna hear a few more stories. That was the beginning of George's suffering. <laughs> that this, was Thursday night. That, that was, was our first night Thursday there. Thursday night. I cannot believe how many times I got hurt on this trip, and my left foot took the brunt of most of the injuries. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> Yeah, so that was Thursday night. Friday night, we met our friends, Brian and BJ. They have a beautiful house downtown off Duval Street. Uh, we met them at one of our favorite places. Um, Hank's. Uh, Hank's Hair of the Dog Saloon. That's it. Yes, and they always have the best musicians there. I just love going there. So do they. they they've brought us there before when we were down in the Keys with them for a week. And that's kind of when we really started to like it. They actually have food there, which I've never eaten, but it looks good online. Um, yeah, they, they it's always have, just so packed. They have a bar and an indoor bar, but we always sit outside, and it's always packed because so. they have all these like lights outside, and and the musician like it's ugh. just a great atmosphere, and the performers that they hire are incredible. What's the name of the guy that plays? Um, he was on America's Got Talent. Um, Rob Benton. Rob Benton. Oh, he like totally jams with his guitar and he like and just then he like, like super hyper. Yeah, he's so good and mixes up songs and stuff and really great entertainer. So highly recommend stopping by there. A lot of people that I had talked to didn't even know about that place. I guess maybe more the locals know about it, but I don't know. There was a ton of people there. So yeah, and it's uh, off of Duval Street. That's probably why. It's more local. Yeah, it's like two blocks off Duval, maybe? Like a block uh, and a half? Yeah, a block and a half. Yeah, yeah. It's behind the bull. 
Yeah, so like basically you don't have to ever wear a costume at Fantasy Fest, but if you want to, you can really pretty much any time. Friday night we just wore some funny t-shirts and nothing really too too much because the actual Fantasy Fest I don't think really is supposed to kick off until that Saturday. Now all the things that were normally sponsored by City of Key West were all canceled. Were canceled. But being the first time that we've ever really, really been there for a full 10 days, we had no idea. It was still a total blast and we didn't know the difference. There's still a million people there and tons of activities and always something to do more things than you could ever. Yeah. Ever I do. mean, you, you can't go, to, you cannot go to every event. It, no, there, I, there's just too many. A lot of them, especially overlap. if you drink. Oh God. Yeah. And if you drink you, at every event, you're done. Yeah. Um, but I will say the, the crowd was really cool. There was no, I, I don't think I saw one fight. I don't think I saw one. It, it's just, it's, everybody's there to have a good time. It's always like that in Key West. I feel like, and I really love the one thing that I really feel like is you'll see old people, you'll see fat people, you'll see skinny people, you'll see short people, tall people, purple people, black people, white people, brown people, whatever. And nobody's judging anyone. No, I've never not, felt not like uh, someone's going, oh my God, look at that fat lady. No, nothing. Everyone that we've ever come in contact with has been nothing but kind. And I think like you got to be sort of that kind of a personality to go there. Like if you're a judgmental person and and you fantasy fest isn't the place for you anyways. No, and you'll be an outcast if if yeah if you do that. Because there's more people. Just ha- it's like Halloween all day and night, pretty much costumes and craziness for, for a week straight. For yeah. a week straight, yeah. So and and if if you're planning on going and it's your first time going, do a little research because every year they have a theme. So you know that's always fun to kind of. Uh, Go all with the, the theme. theme. So we did that this year. This year was a weird one. The theme was all a days for the holidays. It was D A Z E for the holidays. And so people went with like holiday themes, like Christmas. We did our we did a group costume one night. It was all ten different holidays. And then like for when I got body painted, it was like a travel theme. So let's see. Let's go by days. So that was Saturday. You sure? Oh, we were going to go to the zombie party on Saturday, but we had gone out Thursday and Friday night. We got all the stuff to dress up like zombies, and we got too tired to go. <laughs> yes, and there's no shame in taking a day off because Absolutely. it's a full week, and you can literally go to, to a party from sunrise to sunset. Oh, yeah, nonstop. So you really got to kind of plan your days and you know do what you can like i would like to next year try some different things just so that we can see like because we never like there's a couple things that we really wanted to do and then but we're like but we're missing that other thing but you know you just couldn't do it all we couldn't Uh, no i mean sometimes you have to pick and choose one or the other yeah there's a couple that you, you so there's uh one night that's plaid night and it's also two two night so a lot of times people wear something plaid with a two two over it and they can hit both <laughs> yes. at one time that's right that's right and I'll tell you what it is the best place to people watch, especially during that week because people are dressed up and there are some creative people out there. Some of the costumes were just unbelievable yes, yes, so let me just say this if you're wondering if you want to go to fantasy fest, but you're very maybe shy or just not really into getting dressed up or what's the word I'm looking for? Conservative. Maybe you can just wear normal clothes. It's perfectly fine. Yes. No one's going to look at you funny, but if you're shy and you're thinking, man, I would love to try that one day. That's the place to do it because nobody's going to pay attention to you. Nobody. No one's going to say, Oh my God, look at that girl. You know, and and not that nobody's going to pay attention to you. Even when they pay attention to you, it's always complimentary. Right. Nobody has ever said, Oh my God, what the hell are you wearing? They're like, Oh, that is so cool. Even if it's just something silly, they're like, Oh, that's awesome. And it's just, it's super cool. Yeah. It's fantastic. Drink time. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So um, what did we do on Saturday? I thought we just said we didn't. Oh, was that the day we didn't do anything? Because um, Monday was the dark. <sighs> I think I think Sunday night we had dinner 
and relaxed. Monday, we had the ducky party during the day. And then Monday- Mom is all the days just ran together. Yes, that's pretty true. Pretty much. So Monday night uh, was the kinky party. <laughs> and we had done it a year before and we did it this year again. And, but we, you know, we weren't like total rookies at this, this time. So uh, maybe this is a controversial thing for people who would be like, I can't believe you did that or I can't, whatever. But here's what we did. It's a kinky party and everybody dresses in like pretty much like S&M type clothes, like whips and chains and leather and stuff. Sort of anything goes and they don't let you in if you're not dressed. And you buy tickets. This year it was $50 a person, wasn't it? Yeah, it was 50 bucks a person. Yes. And that includes free drinks for like three hours, open bar or something. From 7 to 11. Yeah. So you get there and they say, you know, you like get in and the lady's like, do you want to participate? Okay, so. For an additional $20, you can participate. Right. The and participation so, band. Yeah. And so we're like, what does that exactly mean? We said no, of course, because we were like, uh, we're not into that. We don't know what it is. That'll be a no. What it is, is if you are into this, you can go up on the stage and some dominatrix will spank you or whip, whip you, you or you whatever up. you want. Whatever you want. For everyone to watch. Uh, and then there is... And just so you know, the line for that was halfway out the door that's cr- so there was I plenty know. of participation i know i know the, I, okay so tell them about the other thing the box the so they have this box and i think we talked about this once before but for you new listeners and for you old listeners it's the weirdest thing everybody's got their fetish but it's it's a box made out of pvc pipe and wrapped in plastic like a like latex latex i think yeah it yeah, must so, be latex. So really airtight plastic whatever it is there's two holes you, you climb in through one hole and you pop your head out the other hole and then the the hole you climb through they like tie it really tight to a vacuum and that vacuum sucks out all the air that's in that cube with you and you become han solo you frozen han you're like solo. frozen in this cube with latex which is kind of weird and i've seen things on YouTube about it and people just, uh, there's something about it that people like. Well, that's not the end of it, folks. Hang in there with me. So they take all the air out and obviously you crawled in so you're on your hands and knees. Now when they take all the air out, they flip you over on your back and your hands and knees are kind of pointing up in the air. And then they give your partner a selection of things to tease you with. Uh, Crops, toys, uh, whips, chains, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And the people in these cubes were like literally going absolutely bonkers. And I was just like, I, I, I don't get it, but that person is having a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't crazy. think I'm going to be on the participation list anytime soon, but I will say like, it is kind of like a fun sort of kinky thing to do with your significant other. That, it's super erotic. Yeah, yeah. You kind of like go back and go, oh, that was pretty sexy, whatever. So Yeah, and, and again, nothing. And you can leave whenever you feel uncomfortable. You can leave whenever uh, you want. Nobody ever would like touch you or make you feel uncomfortable. It's, it is a very like, there's a lot of rules and politeness to anything. Um, we there's were pretty a lot much of, just I observant. think there's a lot of unspoken rules and etiquette and everybody abides by it. I, yeah. think, I think I think a lot of people are scared of crossing the line and getting banned from that party because it's know. really a lot of fun. Yeah. So we're upstairs in the balcony and we're having a blast and Lisa and I are just like soaking this whole thing in and in comes George injury number two. <laughs> this poor lady that was standing next to us with these 45-inch stilettos <laughs> stepped on my ankle, and I swear I thought the stiletto went through my skin. I thought she pierced my skin. 
And I screamed so loud. And then the poor lady turns around. She goes, was it that bad? And I was like, lady. Oh, my, poor George. I mean, he's always so bleeding. nice to everyone. He was like, I thought he was going to just like, oh, my God. Oh, it, was it was so, so bad. I literally had tears in my eyes because it, it was so painful. <laughs> and that was it. That that just ruined my night. And I, I shortly after that, I was like, I got to get out of here. I mean, I, I almost can't stand on my ankle. Yeah. So... One of our tips is wear, wear protective shoes. <laughs> I think next year for my kinkiness, I'm going in full armor. <laughs> I'm sure that'll turn somebody on, but I'll feel protected. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So that was on Monday night. Uh, Kelly's, well, it's not called Kelly's Kinky Party anymore. It's just the Kinky Party. Yeah. Uh, and it's... Uh, Take it from us. It's not a swinger party. Well, there, there are swingers there. there. No, yes, don't, don't 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 act well, like well, it's no, not. No, no, we're no. not swingers, but no. that's definitely there's swingers there. But I'm gonna right. But it's not a full blown swinger party. That's like what normal a, people a, can a, go. A lot of people think that it's just like this crazy sex crazed party. Yes, there's all kinds of stuff going on, but. It, it's not pushed on you. It's not. You can just go and hang out and have a great time. Definitely worth fifty bucks to just go check right. it out. And uh, if you're adventurous like that, dip, dip your toes. But don't in forget, the pool. you got to dress. You got to dress in something to go in there too. You yes, and there's some, normal clothes. some crazy stuff. Yes. Yep. So that was on Monday. Tuesday is two two Tuesday and the plaid party. So that's. Uh, really both of them are like sort of overlapping i think all day tuesday people wear tutus uh, every kind of tutu i think tutus could be like the i think tutus are like the go-to fashion statement for key west the uniform Fest. of key west yes you could totally wear it anywhere you want any day you want but on tuesday especially is when everybody wears their tutus all different kinds different costumes uh, you'll see people with tutus with just pasties on. You'll see people that are painted, body painted. You'll see every kind of tutu um, in different costumes. And then, and that's just sort of like all over. I'm not sure if there's a specific party that is supposed to be for tutus. I haven't figured that out yet, if there is. Yeah, that we haven't figured out yet. And also the body painting is pretty much any time right body paint yeah people body paint all the time we'll talk about that in a little bit but also then plaid night so plaid night is at captain harry's captain harry's you can always anytime during fantasy fest probably one of my favorite places to people watch because all the like freaks are at captain tony's i feel like yeah for some reason it seems like every night everybody ends up congregating outside in front of Captain Harry's. No, Captain Tony's. Captain Tony's. I'm Between sorry. Captain Tony's and S Sloppy Joe's. Yeah, because it, it's a side street off of Duval Street, and they yeah. closed that off so there's no traffic. And this year they did close off uh, Duval Street. Parts of it, different times. Yeah, but it's quite a quite a long bit from Bulls from the Bull Restaurant to Sloppy Joe's. Sloppy Joe's. Yeah. So uh, basically, I would say for the plaid party, the go-to costume is. Plaid with slutty schoolgirl outfits. <laughs> I think that's like what every woman chose for their outfit was some form of plaid slutty schoolgirl outfit. I didn't see any. Right. <laughs> yeah. What do the men wear, George? Uh, I don't know. I didn't see any. <laughs> they, you, whatever your imagination can come up with. You wore a tutu that night. You wore a tutu. I wore a tutu, yeah. What did you, well, I forgot what your tutu looked I like. I don't even remember. <laughs> to be honest with you, I really don't remember. I think I had my tutu with a, just a t-shirt on or something. Wow, okay. what was the hell was I wearing? I don't know. I think Tuesday might have been a long day. Uh, the whole week was a long day. Yes. Speaking of long days, so Wednesday, we decided that to take a break from Duval Street, which I feel like if you're going to be there for 10 days, it's for me personally, anyways, it's just nice to get a little bit of a change of scenery, not just be bar hopping on the same basic street all week long, as fun as it is. Like I personally need a break from stuff like that. So we rented a boat for the day on Wednesday. There was, uh, I think nine of us that went out on it 
Uh, we hired a captain and we had the best time. And this is like the fourth or fifth time I've rented from cute. Um, what is it? Fun in the sun charters. Yes. And they rent boats, all different kinds of boats and um, golf, carts. golf carts also. And I met the owner. I believe his name is Sean. Super nice guy. <laughs> they said they're in Key West. They've seen everything. So, you know, you can't really. Uh, you can't shock them. Yeah, you can't shock those guys. But Not that we didn't try. What we found, and this is the second time we've rented it now, is a double-decker pontoon boat. It's a 30-foot pontoon boat with a slide. And they have, like, besides the slide, they have this big, like, mat that they put out. They have paddle boards. They took a snorkeling. Um, and we did a full-day charter. And I, I want to say it was around $650 for just the boat. Now, if you've got nine people going, that's a deal for the whole day. If you've got a sober driver and someone that has boat experience, you don't need to hire a captain, and that's all you pay. Uh, they they fill you up with gas, and this is what we did before our last time, and this time we got a captain, but um, they'll fill you up with gas and ice and the coolers and water, and they have a little GPS that's on there, and you tell them, like, I want to go to the sandbar, and they'll put it in the GPS and and just just literally just follow the line. So if you have very little boating experience, they want, you know, people that do have boating experience, but if you don't want to pay to hire a a captain, then you could totally do that. And they make it very, very simple. We did hire a captain this time. It was $450 for the day. We had him for eight hours. Well worth the money for us, in my opinion, just because we all wanted to drink and relax and enjoy the day. I think I told you DeLuna's, uh, the the Cuban coffee, uh, Cuban coffee, the Cuban food truck uh, is literally on your way to the marina where those boats are. So if you were interested in that, you could order DeLuna's online or call them in the day ahead of time and tell them that you're going to go on the boat for the day. And Christy made like Cuban sandwiches, Cuban mixed sandwiches, turkey sandwiches, ham sandwiches. And she was awesome because she cut the sandwiches and she wrapped them in foil and then she put the condiments all on the side for us so, you know, your sandwiches didn't get soggy. I also ordered empanadas. Um, they were fantastic. I ordered 10 empanadas to bring with us because we were all day and they were so good. Um, we got I got five of each different kind. I think one was Ropa Vea and one was Picadillo. They were delicious and we ate all of those. They came with chips and everything. So... If you know, again, if you don't want to go to the grocery store and if you don't want to get a plain subway or whatever, like I just really was happy that we could just pick everything up from her and and bring it on the boat with us that day again, avoiding grocery shopping and, and a bunch of stuff, putting a bunch of stuff together. Yeah, it was it was fant- fantastic. Here we go. There we go. Fantastic. There we go. Everybody drink up. Um, <laughs> so we Lisa and I planned this. Lisa planned it mostly. Um, and we told our friends about it and they all agreed all right let's do it Wednesday so our friends have been going for 18 years now and this was like the first time that they did something besides hang out on Duval Street and they loved it everybody loved the idea of breaking up the week and it was such a fun trip to just get out on the water the water around Key West is one of the the big attraction yeah and so this time we we started our day off snorkeling which um, we hadn't done in the past, and I was really happy that we did that. He took us to a coral reef. There was actually, you know, quite a few fish to see. There was a lot of fish, and he took us by a shipwreck. And if you haven't been out on the water in Key West, it's crystal blue, very, very clear. And Key West does not really have beaches. You know, it's you think, oh, I'm going to go to Key West as an island where I go all these beaches. It really doesn't. It really no. has just a couple small beaches that you can barely access. So getting out on the water is like, in my opinion, one of the best ways to see the Keys also and to really get a flavor for what it is like to have, you know, be there on that island. Yes. It, but I will say this. If you are planning on getting out on the water and you don't have a lot of boating experience, be very careful. The Keys are very shallow, extremely shallow. If, Hence if, the treasure hunters and yes, sunken and ships. So hire a company that's good that's going to give you a gps like these guys do you follow the breadcrumbs and you won't have any problems if you stray slightly you will you will run potentially run aground yeah Yeah. 
So uh, I highly recommend that. That was very, very fun day we had with all of our friends and we Ubered home from there. For us, we were done after that boat ride. That was all day for us. Yes. Um, You're missing one highlight. What's the, that? The sandbar was awesome. The whole day was incredible. And we get back and as soon as we got back, this mantatee just swam right under the boat. Oh, yeah. And the captain jumped off and he's like, come over here quick. And he grabbed a, a hose. And I guess manatees love fresh water. And he just stuck it in the water. And that sucker was just drinking up that fresh water. And it was, I mean, it was it's so right there. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Because there was also stingrays and sharks oh, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. sandbar that we, we went saw a to. Bit of and they were, yeah. yeah. So we saw a lot of, a lot of turtles, big yeah. turtles. Yeah. So it was, that was pretty cool. That was that was that was really fun. So that was our Wednesday, and then we had dinner, and that was it, right? I mean, it was perfect. It, it was just yes. such a laid back day. Yeah, there's still drinking involved, but it wasn't craziness. And I can't remember what we did Thursday. I'm sure we drank. I think we went to A and B Lobster on Thursday. Was that the night we went? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I I don't think we did anything crazy Thursday. Thursday night we went. We we were we were tired because we even though we were in the sun all day we Thursday we took another down day and we went to a nice dinner A and B Lobster. But didn't it rain a little bit on Thursday too? During the day. Yeah, and we were like, Mm -hmm. eh, let's just. And that's when we decided to go down to dinner with our friends Chris and Paul Ann, and we had a great dinner down at the Marina A and B Marina. Ate at A and B Lobster. Yeah, A and B lobster is very. I like it. It's my second time eating there. It was very good. I got a two pound lobster. If you ask to sit outside, they do have fans and everything out there, but they you kind of overlook the marina. I really like that. They have an excellent blue cheese olive stuffed mart gray goose martini. Oh yes, they were so good. Oh, and they have a fabulous dessert that that Pauline got. It was some sort of chocolate ice cream balls of some sort. Uh, I forget the name of it, but it was very good. Um, I think you had surf and turf, and the steak was good. The steak was very good. The the lobster was fantastic. Uh-oh, drink up again. <laughs> and um, it, the food was great. The service was great. Yeah. And being that it is October, like Lisa alluded to, we sat outside, and it wasn't, like, scorching hot. So it was very, very comfortable, and I'm glad we chose to sit outside. Yeah. Um, and you're overlooking the marina, and it's just beautiful. And then, so Friday was group costume day. Yes, that was so much fun. So this would have been the normally, I guess, the time that they have the locals parade, I believe. Or would that be on Saturday? No, it, it was Friday, and that's what we were trying to get into. We Remember, we were chasing the parade. We just Well, they kind of did their own sort of makeshift locals parade with um, some of the people that are locals there. And we were just running a little bit late, so we didn't, we kind of caught the tail end of that. We didn't really get there. But we had Cue a few George's third intru- injury. What was that one? Because I had my leprechaun shoes and I got the biggest <laughs> blisters on, on the back of my feet. Uh, I don't know. I have to wear big, thick socks next time. And okay. Armor. Now it's all coming back to me. So Thursday, we didn't go out because I knew that I was going to take me all day Friday getting dressed in my costume for Friday night. That's for the right. Group and we costume. did not want to be hung And we had to be down to, to Duval Street by four o'clock on Friday. And I was like, I'm going to have to start getting ready at like noon, one o'clock. So I was Christmas and I transformed my hair into a Christmas tree and spray painted it green. And George installed uh, battery operated Christmas lights that you would normally use on like a mini Christmas tree and decorated my whole head. And we stuck a star on the top. Uh, pro tip here, we learned that a battery pack will stick to the middle of your back if you use spray and Elmer's spray adhesive. Yes, that worked great. Yeah, Elmer's spray adhesive. I don't recommend it for hair or anything like that. Definitely uh, don't do a Gorilla, gorilla Actually, Glue thing. Let's just throw out this disclaimer. We don't recommend it for anything on your skin because we don't know if something's <laughs> Gorilla Glue have, you're talking about? No, Elmer's. Oh. I don't know if anybody's going to have an adverse reaction to it. Oh, and then say they heard it on our podcast exactly. to us. Okay, so whatever, read the can, but it did work on my back and didn't yes. fall off. Um, I suppose you could use uh, duct tape if you prefer, but yeah, for me, stapler. it actually worked out. A stapler, whatever. <laughs> um, so I had that, and uh, I had... Snowman uh, decoration, uh, little 
decorative snowman hanging from your hair. You had tinsel on your hair. Yes. And we must have used at least three quarters of a can of hairspray just to get it. To well, the hairspray up. and then two cans of green hairspray to make my hair all hair green. Yeah, her hair was not going anywhere. Yeah. And then I had some crazy Christmas leggings and um, crazy top that George made me. That was the highlight. Everybody loved it. And I came up with it. it I was, came up with it. You came up with the thought. I executed the yes. presentation. I'm the visionary. I'm the Pinterest fail queen. George is the one that executes the, uh, actually does the arts and crafts in the house. So he did make my top, which was um, a snow globe bikini top. And inside of the snow globe were, I wore snowman pasties. And so. Um, and it had uh, snow inside of it and <laughs> yes. it was just a big hit everybody wanted to take pictures with her yes i'm probably on so many bad oh there's probably bad pictures of me on there just uh, who's some random people's facebook or something but oh well it was all fun yeah there there, there is a lot of people taking pictures um so you just got to get over that and I'm sure there's some people in there that are probably a little creepy, but most of the time it's people that just want to take pictures and they have Facebook pages and stuff like that. There's, there's a whole bunch of fantasy fest uh, websites. Yeah. Um, so it's all good. Yeah. If you see the girl with the Christmas tree hair and the snow globe top, that would be me. George was St. Patrick's Day. He dressed up in his uh, St. Patrick's Day suit and uh, short, short, short shorts. Oh, I is that what my you black want? shorts? Yes. Oh, because you had a pot of gold in the I, front, like that you wore around like a belt, yes. and he put a bunch of um, beads and stuff in there, and you could like you know reach into the pot of gold. <laughs> Never know what you're gonna get. And then and I had, those rainbow glitter socks. Yes, I don't know what that has. They to were do. so awesome. Yes, rainbows go with St. Patrick's Day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, and then uh, our friend uh, BJ was Valentine's Day. Brian, Brian was, was Cinco de Mayo. Amy was Mardi Gras. Oh yeah, that's right. Chad was St. Pat or Fourth of July. And then the other guy was the the Night of the Dead. Night of the Day. Yes. Who? What else did we have? I think oh, Halloween. Pauline and Chris, there were skeletons. Oh, yeah, there were skeletons. Yes. So there was 10 of us. We had a great time. And we literally just went bar hopping. And it was so fun to get group costumes and photos and stuff like that. And we just we just had a great time being really fun, dressed up, kind of like Halloween. You know, we, we fit the theme. And then I would find other Christmas trees and other Christmas people. And we'd all get together and take pictures and I really, probably one of my most fun nights was group costume night because we were all together. We went to all the bars and we got lots of fun pictures and attention. And it was just, it was a really fun time. That was the one night that we probably all stayed together for the longest. Yes. Usually we, when we go, I mean, and we had a big group. So when we go out, we, we start at a bar, have a bunch of cocktails, have some fun. And then the group starts to separate yeah you sort of like one wants no, to go to we're this gonna go bar. here we'll, we'll catch up with you later or whatever and yeah it's and great it, it's you gotta be good. easy going and we yeah. all are easy going and so it was really it was a good time and then saturday was body painting day and let me talk to you a little bit about this body painting thing i've always wanted to do it but i've always been like you know nervous to do it um and i just didn't know if I would ever have the courage to do it. Let's just put it that way. Well, my friend BJ, she's she's gorgeous and has a perfect body. So, like, she gets body painted all the time. And I feel like, you know, those are the kind of people that should get body painted. <laughs> um, but it's not true. Really, every body type of people end up, you'll see them painted on the streets. And it really kind of gives you the confidence of, like, okay, all right, maybe I'm a little heavier than those girls or whatever, but I can still do it and get away with it. So I chose to do it on one of the very last nights because a lot of people say that it's difficult to get the body paint off. And so like my friend had done it like the year before and she was like, I did it one of the first days and then it took me like two days and we scrubbed and scrubbed and scrubbed and I couldn't get it off. Um, I learned that there's two different types of body paints. There's one that's waterproof and one that isn't. But the, the non-waterproof one, they'll put like a sealer on it. So it doesn't just rub off on everything. Like you can sit down and, and move around and you're not going to get your like 
body paint all messed up and it's not going to be all over the place but you can get it off fairly easily the next day um, with just soap and water but with the other one the waterproof one my friend bj who's the expert on this she, we should have had them on the podcast they could have given us all kinds of tips and talked for hours i suppose yeah. but she said there's only one thing that gets it off so this is like a pro tip here and that is gillette gel shaving cream and it has to be gillette and it has to be gel and i guess you put it all over your painted body and you let it sit for like 45 minutes and oh, you don't guess that's what you did it worked yeah well i, I also use i also used makeup wipes a lot of makeup wipes to get a, a good portion of it off yeah. also. But I only did like my top. I didn't do like my whole body like they did. <laughs> it took her like two days to get it off. I did the body painting and uh, it was since it was a travel theme. Uh, they painted across my chest, explore our national parks. And it had like some different pictures of different national parks like painted on my on my upper body. So on our boobs, on my boobs. So I got to be honest, like, oh, and then I wore khaki shorts and hiking boots. And I had bought a um, park ranger hat, green baseball hat and had my hair in braids. And George dressed up as um, a park ranger. But he had his um, Joe, Joe exotic, exotic wig on. So he was really funny looking. And we, you know, were a cute couple together. Brian and BJ got dressed as they got painted as a map the, of Key as West. a map of Key West. So when they stood together, they were like the whole map. And on they on the back, one of them had Key, and the other one had West. And they went together. And then I think BJ had so they they you wear underwear like so BJ had like a like thong underwear, and they sort of tape it on your body so that it won't move. Um, and when they paint when they're painting you. And there's like special kind of underwear that they use that the paint holds on better. So if you are going to have your whole body painted, you should ask the body painter ahead of time what kind of underwear you should wear or if they have some that they can provide for you. We got, we were fortunate enough to get painted at BJ's house. So we didn't have to stand there like kind of in the bar on the street. And that's part of the thing that I was like a little bit like apprehensive about, like just because you're just sort of standing there naked, like letting somebody paint your boobs. <laughs> um in a bar <laughs> and so i was nervous about that but we did it at, in the house and um so then i had to walk outside and i'm just gonna be honest i completely felt naked i was like i'm walking around topless i know i'm totally painted but i'm feeling very naked right now <laughs> it's just like very but once I got used to it, it was like really fun and I got a lot of compliments and a lot of people took my picture and stuff like that. But it was just like the initial feeling of like, I guess for a woman, like I'm going outside with no top on in this big crowd of people was like very nerve wracking. Like I had to build my, and I'm a pretty like not shy, pretty bold person. So for me to say that, I feel like if you're really not outgoing or, or as comfortable with your body, you probably would feel a lot more anxiety than I felt, but I felt some anxiety for sure on that. Um, but it was really fun and I'm glad I did it. And, um, I really enjoyed it. We had a, we had a great time. Um, and of course we were with Brian and BJ, so they pretty much stole the show with the, with the pictures and stuff. It took them forever to walk down to Wall street because so many people wanted to take their photos and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. Speaking of walking, I would say one of the biggest tips I could give anybody is make sure when you're planning all these costumes and what you're going to do that you wear comfortable shoes because it's a long day on your feet and there's not always places to sit and you don't want to be like George the leprechaun with blisters on your heels from walking around in bad shoes for one day you can ruin, you know, the rest of your week. So and what we do, what was the rest? Sunday was a day of rest. Sunday... We had well, to Sunday, Sunday we took it easy because Monday we were leaving and we were driving straight back to Hilton Head, which ended up being a 12-hour drive. So we took it easy Sunday. I think we cleaned the RV, packed everything, and just laid low, which was nice. Um, did we go out to dinner Sunday? Obviously, we ate, but I, I Yeah, we, we went to Rustica again. Uh, okay, that's right. It was right. before I started my diet, and we got that Sicilian pizza from Rustica, which was amazing yes um, oh they, and that salad 
Oh, so good. Oh, my God. Their Sicilian pizza had uh, sautéed onions. Like caramelized onions. Caramelized onions, but they were caramelized with garlic. garlic or something. Lots of garlic. Almost too much garlic. No. There's never... uh, I said almost because there's no such thing as too much. But man... With that thick Sicilian crust. It It was was so so good. good. So good. Especially after like a long week of drinks and that kind of thing. It was just like really nice. So we... Had Ruska for dinner and went to bed early. So Monday, we drove 12 hours back to Hilton Head Isle Motor Coach Resort. It was a long but fairly easy drive. And we have talked so much in this podcast. And I think we've spent more time than we really expected to talk about Fantasy Fest. I think we're going to save our talks about Hilton Head Isle Motor Coach and Owner's Week um, till our next podcast and tell you a little bit more maybe about our last tailgating experience as well because that was the very tail end of our trip. And uh, we've got some more tailgating coming up this uh, fall. We're looking forward to Thanksgiving. And we're going to do, I think, a Friendsgiving for the big Clemson and Carolina game. So we've got all kinds of good stuff to talk to you about in the future. But for today, I think that's it. Listen, if you have any questions about Fantasy Fest, please reach out to us on our website. Uh, it's rviewpodcast.com. It's rviewpodcast.com. And you can send us a message if you have any tips or anything that we have to do next year in Fantasy Fest. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions about Boyd's Campground, we'd love to answer those. Anything else? Uh, we we love our fans. And please share and like our, video, our, our podcast because the more people that listen to us, the better it is for our ratings. And someday I want to be able to retire and just travel around and do podcasts for you. <laughs> please help Lisa retire. <laughs> and if you go to any of these places, if you go to Key West, please visit the people that we're talking about. We love to promote new businesses, fun businesses, and everybody that we talked about was fantastic. Have a drink, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for now, until next time, we will see you soon. Thank you, friends. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Our View. Don't forget to drop us a line at rviewpodcast.com. That's the letter R, viewpodcast.com. And like, subscribe, and follow us so you don't miss out on our next adventure.